Welcome everyone, John Coleman here to TN Mortgage, episode number two. Hey everyone, this is Norm Schriever, your co-host with TN Mortgage. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for the support and the response for episode number one. And we have a fun episode for you today. All right, John, now we're shifting to talking about the property market. And there in Ireland, of course, most people, a good number of people live in Dublin, and it's definitely got the most expensive, hottest property market. But sometimes people move elsewhere, whether it's for a job or to be in the countryside or a smaller city or just because of property prices are more favorable. So what do you see? What's your advice for folks, whether they should live in Dublin or look elsewhere? That's a great question, um, Norm. Now, it's it's shifted in the last couple of years since COVID came on board, um, and and given the ability to work from home is now taken on board, and it's now within Irish legislation a right to ask to work from home if you so wish. Right, mm. doesn't have to be granted, but they have you have a right to ask. Mm. Um, and some companies, um, mine own included, are very very favourable to it. Um, others have gone gone back the way of actually getting one to get people back into the office, but. Given that ability of not having to work from home, there is a lot of logic to to buying a home outside of Dublin. Purely, as you mentioned, from a from a price point of view, you're going to get better value for your um for your for your pound or euro or dollar. Yeah. Or whatever. But you, you get my point. So, um, but ultimately, and I would say this to everyone: there's no right or wrong answer about where you should live. Right? It's all about what you want for your own life. Um. But from a purely from a value point of view, there's absolute like significant sense in actually looking outside of Dublin because um, for that very, very reason, you can get cheaper houses, houses that you might be happy to live in or areas you'd be happy to live in but just outside outside of Dublin. So um, if it was me advising someone who asked me that question, I it would be saying I'd say explore all options, but keep in mind when you're buying a home. It's not just for price. There are another a number of different options. Like it's, well, where your family, your network of support, mm. kids. So there's a lot of factors that need to be taken into account. But if you were just looking at the kind of value for money, well, God, yes, it makes a lot of sense. But normally it would have been, you would have factored in, oh, well, how commutable is it to work? But yeah. That has been taken out off the table a little bit with the, the ability to work from home. So that is another reason that you potentially would move outside of Dublin, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's good advice. And there's definitely other lifestyle factors, but um, and then if the price is right, but uh, you have to think ahead three years, five years, ten years. Do I still want to be here? Yeah, and that's that's um the same like for any people whether they're Irish, whether they're people coming from outside of Ireland and they're coming in to live and they just they're just in the country and some of them within six twelve months are trying to buy a home, um, and. They don't know. They they think they should be buying where they're living, and that might be one of the most expensive parts of Dublin. So, because well, I can my job is to help you get the money, but your job is to ultimately find a home that that you are, will happily see yourself in for the foreseeable future, and you not need to factor all these things in. You know. Great. Yeah. Good advice. Thank you, John. All right, John. Now you have an update for us about the mortgage market, and you're seeing a bit of a chasm between what was announced and what is theory that's going to help buyers and what may actually be reality. Yeah, no, th- this is really important information, um, Norm, based on oh, the expectation. The central bank before Christmas came out and 
announced to everyone that the banks could lend four times salary, um, which seemed like a lot of very, very good news. We're now the end of January, and, and basically the banks have not taken on board the central bank's um, new policies. They've basically mm. gone, yeah, we might lend to um, certain people four times, but not everyone. Um they are basically being very selective around this because, well, one, banks have, well, in the past, have got themselves into trouble for over-lending, and I think they're now more worried about risk than they are about making profit, which is unusual from a bank's point of view, but they're more they're more, more worried about lending to people who, with the way the interest rates are going, that they may not be able to meet the repayment. So they're, 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 they're taking care of people where in the past they would have been guilty and they were charged with lending recklessly. So they're now not doing that. But the effect that's having is that, well, there's a couple of effects. One is that people who thought they might be getting more money aren't getting more money. So what I thought might happen at the start of this year, there might be a little bit of a, a spike in prices because all these people would have extra money to, to, to borrow. That may not happen. So mm. with interest rates going up and banks not lending as much as they go. I don't see that. I don't see the prices in any way, shape, or form going up at this moment in time. I still w- would be of the view that they will be remain similar. Okay, purely because um, the supply, the gap between supply and demand is so great. Right. Yeah. So I would yeah. see them remaining similar. But the other thing that people need to keep in mind, and this is really, really important, is that with rates going up, they might qualify for a certain amount of money today by and by being able to show the bank that their rent and their savings is x but if they wait three or six months if rates have gone up the banks might say well actually you haven't shown you can't meet these new repayments because you haven't done it in the last so it's really really important that people actually look at where rates might be in in basically six months time right and i'm at this point i'm giving people advice of well if rates went up by another two percent this is what your repayments would be Okay, Mm. so can you prove for the next six months that you can do that? So that's the advice I'm giving people. Um, And I do think it's really, really important that while we all want, they want people to want to buy their home, they do need to be factoring in, well, they've a a life to live as well and they've a life to to basically pay for. Um, You don't want 45% of your your income going on paying a mortgage. So they need to take that piece of information into account. And that kind of, like the roadmap that I would give people basically shows them that so that they can make sure that that they're not doing something that's really against their best long-term interest you know all right john on the tn mortgage podcast now we're going to talk a little bit about the roadmap that you just mentioned in your monthly recap of the property market and you do a great job educating buyers and leading them along this roadmap which is not only your advice and guidance but you actually have a great a PDF of a roadmap and videos of a roadmap that you could present to people. So tell us about that. Yes. No. Well, as you know, from our, our many times talking together, my view on, on, on this, my, my role is, is as an educator and then as a facilitator. So our role really is to help people get themselves ready. So when I start a conversation with people or when we get information from people, we're all about finding out where they're at, where they want to get to and what they need to do to get what they want, okay? Mm. And you don't wake up overnight and, and are ready to buy a house. It's a journey, okay? So that's why 
the term roadmap, we came up with that term roadmap because it is a roadmap. It's about, okay, well, what do I want to achieve? Where am I at? And what do, what are the steps I need to take to get there? Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a number of factors involved in a mortgage, right? So the first one is, right, well, the price of the house, obviously. Okay. Then the next thing is basically, well, how much of a deposit am I going to need together? Um, and then, well, I suppose the most important part of it is that repaying it. Okay. But then ultimately, how much are the banks prepared to give you? Okay. So that's that when we get all that level of information, we will present to the clients A, what they need to bring to get the deal or what extra they may need to come up with. B, what the banks are prepared to lend to them. Okay. And that's really, really important. And then ultimately, what they need to do to show the banks that they can meet what the banks are prepared to lend them. So there's a whole, there's a number of different factors that need to be um, factored in that before the banks will say yes. It's not just a case of, oh, we're both earning X. The banks should lend yeah. us Y. It doesn't work like that. It's a case of, that's the first thing they look at. They look at incomes and they go, okay, in theory, we will lend you this. But if you're not doing X, Y, and Z, we won't, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to know what X, Y, and Z are to make sure that when you're ready to put an application in, that you tick all the boxes in effect. So that in effect is what our roadmap is and does. And it's something, as I say, you could be ready in three months, you could be ready in six months, we could be ready in a year's time. Our role is in educating our customers to get them to the point whereby they're ready. And then hopefully they'll then be ready or happy for us to represent them with the banks and then just facilitate it. Because ultimately that's the exciting part when the banks have said yes, and then you go out and buy a home and you need someone to manage the process to ultimately get to the point whereby you're getting the keys to your house, you know? And yeah, so that's wonderful. And it's also, um, and I know this from buying a home for the first time many, many years ago and, and seeing so many home buyers too in the business. It's so scary. It's so confusing. It's so overwhelming. You start, you know, reading bits and pieces of these different blogs and seeing videos and hearing different advice and you just become so overwhelmed. Um, and so yeah, it's and, wonderful uh, to have a roadmap in one place. That's like, you know, this step and then this step and then this step. No, you're absolutely right. And, and what a lot of people, um, people make is they talk to their friends about it who give them snippets of information and, and, and snippets of information are, are almost more damaging than no information at all, because mm. you get a little piece of information and you get, you create the whole picture from it or, and you go, well, this is the case. This is what I should be able to do. Right. Um, so I often say to people, yes, no harm in listening to others, but pick one source as your, as your, as your trusted source of, of correct information, because um, buying a home is emotional. And if you get bad information, you can waste a lot of time and a lot, a lot of energy and end up being very, very disappointed, you know? So, yeah, that's great advice. And where can people get this roadmap from you? A number of different places. It can, um, they can email me. It's probably the easiest. John at jcmortgages.ie. And we can either, I can send them some information that I'll need from them um, or we can arrange a call, whatever, whatever works best. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I know you have, you know, not only a roadmap, you know, a graphic, but things written out. And then also you have videos explaining the different processes and steps because, do, you know, indeed. different folks are more comfortable with different information sources. So, um, but yeah, it all starts out at john at jcmortgages.ie. All right, John, we just talked about your roadmap to owning property or buying property in Ireland and how helpful that is for folks. But you also want to educate people to save them from the, themselves, essentially, because a lot of people, especially first-time property buyers, 
make some really big mistakes that could set them back. So tell us about some of these biggest mistakes you see people making. Well, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, one of them is is getting little pieces of information from friends and, and, and taking that as, as gospel in effect going, well, my friend got this, this is what I should be able to do. And, and that leads to bad information. Um, it, it leads to false expectations and it leads to very, to disappointment, right? Yeah. So that would be one thing I would, I, I would always caution people on where get one trusted source of information rather than someone who's been through it, but as an individual who have, they'll never tell you the full story. You'll get little pieces of information from a friend, but you're never going to get the, the complete picture. You'll, I often get clients saying, oh, my friend got X amount of money and he's similar to me. And I'm going, well, I don't know your friend's information, but he, there's got to be something different because um, banks up, don't operate. They don't, they work off the same um, information. So it, little pieces of information is very, very dangerous. The other piece of information, uh, one of the biggest mistakes I get make, making people is, believe it or not, they, they, it's one of the things we need to show the bank is what is an ability to repay. That's fundamentally really, really important. And they might think they're saving a thousand euro a month. And, and basically a thousand goes out of their account every single month, but during the month, they take 500 of it out, right. Mm. Um, to cover other expenses. And they keep saying, well, I'm still saving the thousand euro, but actually you're not. The bank will only view that as someone whose account has only gone up by 500 every month. So being fully aware of what you're actually doing is something that would be like, we don't all know our, our accounts to the cent. Um, but in relation to showing a bank that you can meet your payments, it's really, really important that on a month by month basis that your savings are going up or if you happen to be paying rent, it's going out of your bank account because some people pay rent to the landlord in cash, which there's no, there's no track record there. So it's really, really important that you either on a month by month basis that the rent goes directly out of your bank account, or if you have to withdraw it, make sure you're withdrawing the exact same amount every month. So we, you can pinpoint it on your bank statement um, that this is rent. So they'd be kind of the, the two big ones that I, that I would think of straight off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Basically don't listen to little pieces of information. Um, and that might sound, strange thing to say because all information could be deemed as good information as, as if you're educating yourself but get all your information from one source would be that would be my recommendation and then from a repayment point of view make sure that your accounts are going up or that the rent is actually going out of your bank account because what you don't want is that you're earning enough money but because you haven't you can't show the banks on paper that you can do this you're going to have to go away and and, and wait until you can do that you know yeah, yeah, that's great advice. And with the first one, with where you get your information, you know, we always joke around and say, don't go to your your brother's friends, cousins, next door neighbors, uh, <laughs> car mechanics, barber for information, right? And oh, your taxi man as well there. <laughs> yeah, throw the taxi man in there, yeah. and you know, um, you could think of it like this, you know, if you if you're not feeling well and something is wrong, are you going to go to to WebMD and start googling symptoms, or are you going to actually go to the doctor? Who's going to yeah, take care of I don't of want you, to compare so. myself to a doctor now, but yeah, the point is, the point is very valid. And it is a case of get your description or get your prescription from a reliable source who's in yeah. going to show you exactly what you need to do. And yes, you could make the analogy with the doctor, but I'm not claiming to be one. So yeah, maybe we'll start this instead of the mortgage king, <laughs> the mortgage doctor. Are you more comfortable with that? 
Okay, I, I, I would if I know if I'd go down a route, I, probably the teacher. I, I've my mum was a teacher, and I've always if I didn't do this, I would always would have liked to be a teacher. So maybe we could get, work something on that angle, Norm. That that's that's nice. That actually fits you better, huh? The mortgage educator or something, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but not in a brash American way. Now we need to be very humble about it. Okay, of course, yeah. of course, I'm a humility expert. You know, I'm the best at humility. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. All right, John. So I know you're a big tennis fan. It's a sport that you love and you love watching. And so you have uh, this weekend, you were busy watching one of your favorite tennis players of all time, huh? I was indeed. No, I'm now I'm kind of reticent to actually um, mention his name because he's not always a controversial figure. And um, I'm hoping I don't lose clients by saying I'm a big fan of of Novak Djokovic. Um, I, I'm actually going to tell you a funny story around that, actually. Um, back in 2014, I went to see him play in Wimbledon, right? Mm. I queued up at six o'clock in the morning to get into Wimbledon. Then I joined another queue to get into center court at Wimbledon, right? Then when I got in, I got into the end of an Andy Murray match. But I didn't get in, into all of them. As soon as Andy Murray finished, basically everyone left. And I thought, let's go and get myself a better seat here. So I went down and I'm sitting in this very good spot. And I could see actually some famous people. I saw, I don't know if you know Richard Branson, a couple oh, of yeah. local really famous people near me. <laughs> this is a great place, right? So Novak was playing a guy called, a French guy called Sanga. And it was a great match. And then the, at the end of the first set, someone came over to me kind of dressed in a, a uniform and um, he was a royal guard and he turned around and said to me um sorry sir are you a member here i went no what are you talking about mm. i was in the royal box norm right? oh <laughs> a little so out of place I, huh? I politely got asked to leave richard branson didn't come to my rescue mind you but anyway sorry there so there's my dedication to novak that level of um queuing up to see him play but at the weekend having last year been sent home in Igmini, having been deported and locked up for a week, he goes back a year later, having allowed, been allowed back in and goes and wins the tournament. It's an incredible sporting story, even yeah. if you don't like the guy. And he has some strange views. I, I wouldn't suggest don't get vaccinated, but he doesn't believe in that. So, But uh, the tennis player and a guy who I just think is really interesting, he speaks eight different languages, Norm. Like, wow. for a guy who, and, and I just find him very funny and entertaining so yes he would be one of my sporting heroes and uh it was a good weekend no that's wonderful where's he from originally i'm wondering serbia he grew up basically okay. in the middle of a war with bombs dropping around his house um and uh it's yeah no it's an incredible story where where he's come from um and he's an incredible sportsman as well so all right john we talked about Tennis, which is a solo sport, unless you're playing doubles, but mortgage is actually a team sport. And you always impress this upon me that you have a wonderful team working hard behind the scenes to help your clients. So I know you wanted to give them a little, uh, a little shine, a little love today on the podcast. Oh, absolutely, Norm. Without them, I well, I don't think I'd be sane at this point to be brutally truthful with them. They, well, they make this all possible. Um, I suppose the. The number one person on my team that I, 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 I'd I have to go straight to announce is, is Soya. Um, she'd been with me for her sins for seven years in March. Can you believe that? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, seven years. And she has grown 
incredibly from when she first started with me. Um, she's now like she came in to support me. She's from Brazil and she's now the mortgage broker, the only mortgage broker in Ireland dealing with all the Brazilians. Um, and there's a lot of um, Brazilians who are now actually setting, settling here in Ireland. And she literally is the only person um, doing it. So, and I'd, I'd say she's more known in Ireland when her own community than I am. And she's done even here for seven years. So, hmm. um, but her level of loyalty to me is phenomenal. I, I, as I say, I, I don't actually have the right words to describe her. That's wonderful. Yeah. So the next person who's been with me for the longest period of time is Debra, or Debs as I call her. And, and she's been with me now for over three years. Um, she is excellent. She's one of the funniest people I've ever worked with. And she just keeps me sane a lot of the time. We just have such a laugh together when we're um, being serious, but we can still, I, I, I'm a big believer in, in this is a really serious business. You're dealing with people's dreams, getting their home, but at the same time, we all live our lives on a day-to-day -day basis and you need to have a fun, you need to be able to laugh along the way as well. So um, Deborah really brings a smile to my face every time we talk. And um, she isn't very, 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 she just makes things happen quickly, which mm. I love. And of course, there's others in my team that I would be wrong of me not to mention. Gladzi, who's been with me for two and a half years, working from Brazil, but she's actually coming to Ireland at the end of um, March. So I'm looking forward to having her um, on board in the country. And David and Linda, who have been, God, they've both been in the business for over 30 years and are literally have come on board since um, July of last year, but are bringing a wealth of knowledge and expertise to our overall um, team. That's great. You have a heck of a team there, and I know you do a lot of good things, um, not only for people in Dublin and Ireland, but people coming from Brazil or Canada or US or Poland or a bunch of different countries. And so, you're well, doing I got something a, I got, right. Norm, I got a phone call today from a American who had heard, was listening to the podcast that you did with me, I think it's two years ago now, when I went... At least. Yeah, when you interviewed me um, for your show on um, the American... The Ameri there's a lot of... There's a, a website for American... Um, what's the word? I'm having a, I'm having a freeze... And for Americans that come to live in Ireland, but what's the uh, word? Ex, for expatriates. Expats. God, I can't believe I. <laughs> all good, all good. Word. So, um, for expats and uh, that, my name is out there thanks to you. In fairness, so um, I got a phone call from an American guy who literally only in Ireland six six months and thought, who should I get in touch with? Put, put the question out there to the American community and uh, got my name back from a number of different people. So I have you to thank for that. Oh, wonderful. Hey, we. Uh, so I was thanking my team there. I now need to thank you for helping me um, do so well. Uh, no worries. A very, very, very small part of your success. And it's honestly been wonderful to work with you and we've become friends. And that's why we wanted to do this podcast here. So thank you, John. I appreciate that. No, no. Um, gratitude for gratitude is due, mate. You've been, you are, I view you as an integral part of my team. So um, don't ever forget that. Ah, oh, wonderful. Well, now that's uh, enough emotion for one podcast. I'm going to go cry <laughs> and write you a, and write you uh, a nice, I I'd uh, make it Valentine's someday. Day card. You know, yeah. no, no, no. That's steady on here. Steady on. <laughs> All right, John. Now on the Tea and Mortgage podcast, we're going to talk about other culinary fare 
including your favorite restaurants in all of Dublin. So tell us about some of your favorite restaurants. And I think you have a funny story for us as well. I do indeed. Well, I'm going to start with my, I, I wouldn't be the most sophisticated of um, restaurant goers, shall we call it, but I, there's one restaurant in Dublin um, called The Elephant and Castle um, that do the most amazing chicken wings you can ever taste. And I have a bit of addiction to chicken wings and they would be the number one chicken wing place in Dublin. And if I ever meet any any people who are coming into Ireland, I would always tell them to go to this restaurant and tell them I've sent them there. And But there is a story around, I would go to this restaurant maybe once, twice a week, uh, sorry, once um, a week, twice a, a month type thing. And um, basically I was eating my chicken wings and reading a newspaper article. And now at the, on the table, there was a candle, okay? And then suddenly I looked down at my paper and it was on fire, okay? <laughs> Now, my my instinct reaction was okay. Fire. How do I how do I get rid of a fire? I was thinking back when think, thinking back to when I was a child and I was blowing out candles, right? So I started to blow at the paper. Thinking oh no! What, wrong yeah. thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. So then one of the girls came running. One of the waitresses came running over and had to pour a whole bottle of water all over the paper and then all the other people sitting down started clapping and i was absolutely <laughs> mortified now i did highlight a, a health and safety issue and the next time i went back they had changed the candles by the way but uh yeah it doesn't get away from my moment of stupidity but sure you have oh, to that's laugh. hilarious so talk yeah. about uh talk about hot wings huh absolutely but still elephant and castle temple bar it's the place to be Oh, that's I, great. I'm not on, by the way, I'm not on commission for recommending the place. They just are amazing. And if uh, there's no more candles on the table, you you ruined the rom- romantic ambiance <laughs> they had, huh? Yeah, blame, blame me. I'll take that on the chin. Well, I'll tell you what, I love chicken wings. My God, they're the uh, best thing ever. But I didn't know there was a, a chicken wing scene there in Dublin. So that's Oh, good. yeah, there's, there's articles around the top 10 restaurants to have chicken wings it's kind of a there it's a very very um what's the word like you you could you could spend every weekend going to a different place to have yeah quality chicken wings but i i I haven't quite got to that stage yet i stick to the i'm very loyal so i stick to the one and the one and only place that i go to yeah shout out to the elephant and castle and maybe uh Maybe they'll hear this and maybe they'll become a sponsor and we'll get free chicken wings for life. You know, I, I dare to dream. That's a, I like that thinking. Right. Well, that's it, um, folks. Thanks a million for listening again. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, well, my email address again is john at jcmortgages.ie and I'm willing to answer any questions that you may have. Um, if not, well, hopefully we'll hear you all um, next month. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening, subscribing, and supporting the TN Mortgage Podcast with John Coleman. See you next month.